You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Hello, it is Tuesday, November 12th, or if you're listening to this in the morning, it is Wednesday, November 13th, and you are listening to the College Football Daily, a 24-7 sports podcast dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news and doing it all within 15 minutes. I'm Trey Scott, and I'm joined right now by 24-7 sports college football writer Chris Hummer. Chris, it is obviously time for us to quickly break down uh, tonight's second college football playoff rankings Reveal and did you know that not one of this week's top 25 teams was ranked in the same spot as last week? Yes, that means we have a new number one. The LSU Tigers, after beating Alabama in Tuscaloosa, have ascended to the top spot. Ohio State is second. Clemson jumps from five to three. And Georgia is four, despite the fact that they have one of the worst losses of any top 10 team. So, Chris. Let's just have some fun with this and sort of break this down as we see fit. But when you look at the top 25, what stands out to you the most? I think you I think you have to start at number five, and that's Alabama. The Tide only dropped two spots following that uh, one possession loss to LSU. And to me, that kind of shows the committee still believes Alabama is a legitimate college football playoff contender. It shows to me that the committee still thinks Alabama is one of the best teams in the country. If that loss mattered a lot in the committee's eyes, I think you would have seen Oregon and Utah and Minnesota potentially jump Alabama. But to only have Georgia, a team with a pair of top 15 wins ahead of them among the one-loss teams, kind of shows me that Alabama still has a significant role to play as we move forward in this playoff race. Do you think Alabama controls its own destiny? No, because that would say that Oklahoma doesn't go on a run. And I think Oklahoma is actually the team with the in the best position to potentially leapfrog its way into the top four, given what's ahead of it. I think if Oregon or Utah is absolutely dominant the next four weeks, we can have another conversation. But right now, I think what the committee is saying is Alabama is a better team than those one-loss teams behind it from the Pac-12 and the Big 12. And I think that positioning certainly aids Alabama moving forward because it's going to be up to other teams to prove they're better than Alabama instead of vice versa for the tide after a loss. And I get that. And I want to jump to Oklahoma and the Big 12 in a little bit, but I, I want to stick on Alabama for, an, for another minute or so because I was, you know, putting together your, your initial reactions. And I really, I, I feel like we're on different spectrums here with Alabama. And I know you, you said, you know, other teams are going to have to prove it. But it feels like other teams are going to have the chance to prove it, whereas Alabama really just has one chance, and it's Auburn. And that's going to be a tough game anyway in Jordan Hare. It's not like Alabama's going to walk in there and blow out Auburn. Auburn's defense is too good for that. So I'm just sort of worried if I'm an Alabama fan sitting here tonight that my team has sort of gotten to go. And now here comes the bottom of the ninth, and I don't have a say in any of this because I've got two Pac-12 teams who really 
are a few weeks away from having a chance to have a win that's better than my Auburn win. I've got Oklahoma and Baylor behind me, furiously trying to make up ground with really great opportunities to make up ground. And I've still got Minnesota. And I and I don't even control the fact that Georgia could beat LSU in Atlanta. I, I think Alabama, yeah, you're five now. I would have felt a lot better if they were four today. But you're five now, and you've got four teams chomping at the bit, and all of those teams really are going to have better resume cases in Alabama in the next month. I mean, ultimately, what's the difference between four and five of Alabama? Georgia, unless it manages to beat LSU, which would render Alabama's case moot anyway. In that case, LSU is likely getting in the playoff as a non-conference champion along with Georgia. Like That's just the reality. So Georgia being ahead of Alabama doesn't really impact Alabama's standing at all. The committee is already saying that Alabama is a better team as currently constructed than Oregon, Utah, Oklahoma, Baylor, Minnesota, Penn State, anybody you want to kind of take from that group. And I understand that those teams have a chance to potentially alter their own fate moving forward by kind of proving themselves. But I would argue Alabama has that chance too against Auburn, especially if Oregon's the team that ends up coming out of the Pac-12. Oregon, a team that lost to Auburn in week one. That is an Auburn team, by the way, that was starting a true freshman for his first ever game in Jerry World, and Oregon lost to that team, blowing a second-half lead. If Alabama blows Auburn out on the water, which I don't actually think is that unreasonable to project because you're going to have an angry, motivated Alabama, and you've got an Auburn offense that can at times struggle to score. So that's a formula for Alabama to potentially run away with that. If that happens, Alabama has a really strong statement there in Week 13 that whoever comes out of the Big 12 or Pac-12 is going to have to kind of best uh, at the end of the day. And I'm not saying it's impossible for them to do so. I would argue that they'll still have a pretty strong argument. But I think the committee's shown time and time again that they're going to select the best team. We saw it in... 2017 when Alabama got in as a non-conference champion not even necessarily Alabama that year they had a two lost Auburn heading into the SEC championship at number two in the country and that's in part because of who Auburn beat but it's also in part because Auburn looked like one of the four best teams in the country at that time and if the committee still believes Alabama is the best team one of the four best teams in the country it's their job to put them in there and I don't think we've seen anything thus far from the committee to indicate that they wouldn't do that if it came down to it. Jump out west. <clears throat> Who do you think Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott will be rooting for when Oregon and Utah play? I mean, Oregon. Bigger brands, uh, bigger team. Potentially has a better shot to compete once you get there. I know Kyle Whittingham's an excellent coach, but their talent ceiling kind of limits them. Uh, when you talk about playing in Ohio State or you talk about playing in LSU or you talk about playing in Clemson, Oregon thanks to their recruiting class last year and kind of their history has some of the dogs necessary to kind of go out East and contend with other teams. I mean, they could easily be in the Fiesta bowl, but you know what I mean? So I would imagine yeah. Oregon is the team that Larry Scott is certainly pulling hard for. I do feel like if you're Alabama or if you're Oklahoma or Baylor, you're rooting for Utah to win that game. Cause Utah doesn't have, I mean, it's kind of sad that we're comparing Oregon and Utah's resumes and saying, well, Utah doesn't have you know the quality loss that Oregon does with the uh, the Auburn <laughs> loss. Utah lost to USC. I think if Oregon wins out, Oregon's in the playoff probably. I think if Utah wins out, I think there's a very very serious debate. Let's jump to the Big Twelve. Okay, so a few different ways to look at this night. Oklahoma drops technically. 
because Penn State drops and because Minnesota jumps them. So Oklahoma drops from 9 to 10. I think even if there wasn't moving ahead of them, that's warranted given the fact that they only beat Iowa State by one. And I know what you're going to say. Iowa State's good. Whatever. Great, Chris. Oklahoma was a two-touchdown favorite. However, this is interesting. Kansas State stays in the top 25 after losing to Texas. That's important because that's Oklahoma's loss. And it's also really great for Oklahoma that Texas comes from out of nowhere from not ranked to 19 after its win over Kansas State. That's Oklahoma's best win to date. Also have Oklahoma State at number 22. So Oklahoma and Baylor, who is number 13 this week, will play Saturday in Waco. I think we all think Oklahoma is going to win that game. Baylor is sort of on their 10th life at this point. Oklahoma's chances to, regardless of Chris, Oklahoma, if they run the table, better playoff argument than Alabama. What do you think? It depends on how Oklahoma looks over the last couple of weeks. If Oklahoma squeaks by Baylor, if Oklahoma squeaks by Baylor again in the Big 12 championship game and Oklahoma plays a really close game in Bedlam where their defense gets gashed, I don't think that Oklahoma team has a better argument than Alabama. But if Alabama, if Oklahoma looks dominant the last four weeks of the season, really puts it on Baylor, uh, their defense really tightens it up against a potent Oklahoma State offense, especially one that doesn't have their best receiver, and then they put it on Baylor, Texas, whoever, in the Big 12 title game, what you're looking at then is an Oklahoma team with four top 25 wins, and their only loss is to a team the committee has kind of shown they really respect in Kansas State. I think that Oklahoma team with an offense that is still on a historic pace, like Oklahoma is averaging nearly nine and a half yards per play, which would end up being the top mark in college football history, at least in recent memory, if this kept going. I think that Oklahoma team has a really strong resume and would make a really strong push at the end of the season. And I think that's the type of momentum you need to create in order to jump and Alabama to get into the playoffs. So I think a dominant Oklahoma certainly has a strong argument moving forward. You know what's interesting is we're not even having this discussion if number five is like if you know if if Alabama is wearing Minnesota's uniforms or if I don't know Iowa or Oklahoma's wearing Iowa uniforms. Like this is the committee having Alabama at five despite really just a win at Texas A and M. I think it's a testament, despite the fact that these are new committee members, it's a testament to them having been rewarded and putting their faith in Alabama before. I, they did that in 2017, right? And I, I think I'm, I, I think this is legit. I know you're going to say they don't look at, you know, brands shouldn't matter or whatever, but Oklahoma, we're only having this talk because they are Oklahoma because we've seen them in the playoff the last two years where they've been extremely competitive. We're not just dismissing them. This isn't 2016 or whatnot, where we're just dismissing them as a Big 12 team. I think this has something to do with the power of the brand. I mean, I think that certainly factors in, but that brand is only there because this team is consistently, not even the brand, like the last few years, these teams have consistently proven to be contenders. And not only that, they've shown to be dominant at times this season. Alabama, even with the loss, is the third highest average scoring margin in the country, like behind Clemson and Ohio State. They have kicked the crap out of everybody they've played. Like if this was Minnesota wearing Alabama's uniform right now and Minnesota was beating teams the way Alabama is beating teams, I would have the same argument about Minnesota. Oklahoma perhaps is a little more faith than what the Sooners have been, but they've also looked really good at times early this season too. And the only 
reason they've kind of looked bad the last couple of weeks is of injuries have started to pile up, which could certainly factor in with Oklahoma late in the year. But I, I just think those two teams have, I'm a big believer in talent and the ceiling that talents creates. And those two teams have a ceiling that is significantly higher than some of the other teams that we're having conversations about. And I think that matters as you kind of go down the stretch and the way these teams can potentially win. You're probably wondering why it has taken me so long to give you props for correctly predicting all 10 of these teams being ranked in the top 10 as you did Tuesday morning. So congratulations. I have to ask you about Minnesota at number eight. I mean, there's 20,000 things we could talk about here. We could talk about P.J. Fleck. We could talk about the fact that they beat Penn State and it didn't look close. I'm kind of interested in the fact that they have some remaining big games left and Iowa and Wisconsin, and then you would play Ohio State in the, in the Big Ten title game. It seems like when we talk about Minnesota's path to the playoff, we only include them winning out. And I don't want this podcast to devolve into this thing where we're just spitting out nine, you know, nine different scenarios. Can Minnesota afford a loss to Iowa or Wisconsin? Yeah, I, I certainly think so. I think with that win over Penn State anchoring the resume, and then you're talking about at that point, Minnesota upsetting Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship, a Ohio State team that is pretty widely considered one of the two best teams in the country this year. If Penn State beats, or if Minnesota beats Penn State and Ohio State in the same season, along with Iowa or Wisconsin, like you have a hard time leaving the Gophers out of the college football playoff. The Big Ten's one of the stronger leagues. They will have beaten the top contenders in that league. I, I see no reason why Penn State would be left out in that scenario, yeah, or Minnesota. Someone's going to get squeezed. Uh, two more questions. Both are in the SEC, so if you're you're not in the SEC interest frame of mind, you can go ahead and leave us leave us a five star review though. Chris Auburn, I think you're working on something. One of the most fascinating and most important teams to several teams in the college football playoff race down the stretch. They are number twelve. Yeah, Auburn has the op. I mean, Auburn in a lot of ways is the center of the college football universe, including coaching searches. But just in terms of the college football playoff, like Alabama needs Auburn to potentially beat Georgia to make their uh, potential win over Auburn as strong as possible. Oregon wants Auburn to run the table because that makes their loss look as strong as possible. Auburn could obviously upset Georgia. Auburn could obviously upset Alabama to kind of throw a wrench into the whole college football playoff consideration. You're going to have Big 12 teams rooting for Auburn. You're going to have Pac-12 teams rooting for Auburn. You're going to have everybody that's not an Alabama fan rooting for Auburn down the line. And in some ways, Alabama needs to root for Auburn this weekend against Georgia. So it's just kind of a weird scenario in which the Tigers, due to the difficulty of their schedule, kind of control a lot of the narrative the next couple weeks and there's I still think there's a small and I mean a really small chance that Auburn runs the table looks great doing it and the college football playoff committee gives credence to a two-loss Auburn potentially but a lot would have to happen for that to uh, really kind of matter we'll finish up with this one I'm sure we have some Georgia fans wondering why we have not addressed them being at number four I'm sure we have some non-Georgia fans wondering how in the world the Bulldogs are number four um, with a loss uh, to South Carolina in Athens. And and that's despite the fact that, that Georgia has two top 16 wins uh, in Florida and Notre Dame. Chris, J- uh, I'm going to throw out the scenario that ESPN threw out that I'm you know getting slacked and texted, and I think this is interesting. You have to tell me what happens here. All right, Alabama wins out, goes 11-1. LSU 
wins out in the regular season, meets Georgia in Atlanta, loses in the SEC championship. Georgia, in that SEC title game, enters having already beaten Auburn. So Georgia would have the win over LSU to be 11-2. and LSU would be 12-1. and Alabama's 11-1. and Who's in? So a two-loss Georgia wins the SEC championship? A two-loss Georgia beats LSU in the SEC title game. My, I, I believe LSU still has to be in. Yeah, I think in that scenario, you'd see Georgia and LSU in the college football playoff. Huh? Yeah. Georgia, LSU, Clemson, Ohio State. You could have the Big 12 left out. You have the Pac-12 left out. All of the things we just spent 20 minutes talking about would be moot. So... Yeah, I, we've got an interesting few weeks left, huh? Yeah, Georgia. Georgia has a lot to say the next couple of weeks. I think everybody's assuming that yeah. LSU is going to win that game, me included. But you can never bet against a team with Georgia's talent in those uh, big game scenarios. Yeah, I feel like maybe they have the defensive equipment to sort of slow down, maybe stop LSU. We'll see in a month. We have a lot more to discuss the rest of this month, uh, the rest of the week. That will do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. Um, if you appreciate what we're doing, uh, we do ask you uh, to do one thing this week to help spread the word about the show. Uh, leaving a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts would be great. Uh, for Chris Hummer and our producer, Tony Levitt, I'm Trey Scott, and we will see you on Thursday. Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!